Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good day, hello. JC. Hello, hello. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you what, JC, what a day, what a day, what a day, what a day. Uh, happy to have you here with us, JC. Happy mm -hmm. to have uh, everybody. I, You know what I love about our chat room? We actually have a family building in there. People are like, hey, glad to see you. And they have conversations and and welcome each other. And they, you know, I mean, this is what what fellowship in liberty is all about. And I'm pretty excited about that. I love you guys. And I'm thank you for joining us here on this beautiful January 20th. Cool. Beautiful January 20th. Hey, before I forget, make sure that you guys hit that like and share, hit the subscribe button. Uh, to help us overcome the AI. If you don't know what AI means, that means artificial intelligence sensors. If you hit the subscribe and you share now, you actually help us because then they can't get away with throttling us, you know, and you're actually doing what the AI is supposed to be by contract doing for us. And so, um, JC, got any thoughts about the events of today? What events? <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows you saw part of it, at least. Oh, the inauguration? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what other events would people be talking about today? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Look, uh, other than the lack of people being there, it's pretty much like most other inaugurations. You know, I, I have to tell you <clears throat> that they had this whole virtual parade thing. And I kind of liked it better than an actual parade because it was more interesting. It was more like entertainment than watching people march down the street because you have a very limited kind of area to do anything in. And that was kind of nice. But Sonny and I were watching and we could it, it was sort of like hoping humanity crashes when you watch all of these bands where they're playing their instruments through their masks. I just, it, it's like, come on, people. We have really not become that ignorant, have <clears throat> we? I, I thought the most notable thing was the frailness of Joe Biden. He, he, yes. he looks, he looks bad. He looks unhealthy. Uh, and, and I, he looks, he looks worse than he did on the, on his limited, um campaign trail i remember he was challenging that guy to do push-ups um, <laughs> that was was that on the campaign trail because it seems like decades ago that happened yeah, was, that wasn't been when, a while that but, wasn't when biden when he was running for vice president yeah he he looks no no that he, was this time yeah wow that's a big difference that really yeah, is he, a big uh, difference he actually Sorry, bro. During doing the, uh, can you hear me doing the show right now? I'll call you back. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Sorry. Um, yeah, getting weird. used to your new technology. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my watch is talking to me. What the heck? Um, where was I? Yeah, Biden looked. Look, Biden's look, oh, frailty. He, he he literally limp. He was limping. Uh, he limped to the limo. It's when I first noticed that he had a limp. He's limping, uh, just real like a, he has one stiff leg. Um, and then I forget where they were. I guess they were, I don't know what they, it's like they got in the car, then they went somewhere and then they went somewhere else or something. Uh, but I saw him, uh, walking again, kind of up, uh, an incline on the, on the, um, sidewalk and he he really didn't look like he was going to make it. I mean, he he looked like he's really struggling. So uh, Biden looks bad, really bad. Hey, Elkhart, Indiana in the house. 
I've never, I, I, Elkhart, I just love your sheriffs there. So that's why I said that. Yeah. He, he's very thin. That's yes. right. Can be very thin. He and he's got that, and frail. that paper thin skin look about him. Did, did his and dog bite him? Really? Is that, is that a joke, Mike? Or did his dog really bite him? Did, did he really get bit by a dog? Um, well that, oh, is that why he was limping? His whole oh, leg. Oh, no, no, was, no, 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 no. They say was he was limping. Is he still limping from the frisbee thing with his dog? I don't know. Because that's what they said. He hurt his foot, his ankle, because he was out running, playing frisbee with his dog in the park. It, it, and people were like, wasn't... Joe Biden running in the park? Yeah, but his <laughs> whole leg, if you watch, his whole leg that. was stiff. Like it's, It mm -hmm. was, man, it looked bad. It just looked bad. He tripped, tripped over his dog. Okay. Yeah. I, I do remember that now. Um, Donovan Jewett sent us a super chat. JC says so far, so good. Day one in the sky has not yet fallen. Only 1459 days yeah. to go. So anyway, it was more than his, it was more than the limp, uh, but he's very stiff and labored. Uh, and he just looked frail. He's very thin. Yeah. He does not look mm -hmm. good. I mean, every he didn't time, look good before. Every He's time, getting worse. Every time he was late, because it seemed like they were always waiting on him. Everybody was standing around waiting on him, and it seemed at every time they was they were late. I was like, okay, did they rush him to the hospital because the activity was too much, or they they administering CPR on him or something? Because he yeah. just did not look good. Well, that didn't stop him, JC, from from apparently engaging in his first day's activities. And I thought maybe we might go ahead and just jump right in and look at that. Biden's first day in office. There he is. He is no longer Biden president elect. He actually was sworn in. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was waiting for the comment anyway <laughs> he was actually sworn in and he says there's no time to wait get to work immediately he told the reporters and he went about creating executive orders uh some of them undoing the things that um that president trump has done so you know every president has a certain number of days i think it's 90 days to undo the executive orders of past presidents mm -hmm. so that they just sort of get written off otherwise they have to write a new executive order that supersedes the last executive order and so they have 90 days to just get rid of them and so one of the first things biden did who is he protecting with the mask uh the the that guy back there <laughs> like nobody in the room. That that thing right there. The well, cameraman. obviously there's the cameraman, but you know I'm sure the cameraman's got a mask. Because remember on they too, all they so. always say the mask is to protect you, not me. Yeah, yeah. He's by yeah. himself, other than the cameraman with his mask. Yeah. So. so, which is why Sonny and I were rolling on the floor. Yeah, that's that that's right. Virtue that's exactly yeah. what that is, Christina. Bingo. Virtue signaling, and that's that's the impression that I got. The one thing that I walked away from this entire inauguration was nothing but virtue signaling. Hmm. And the whole thing was all about we're the most unracist people. We're the most accepting people. We're the most uh, righteous people because we wear our masks. And 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 then we're rolling on the floor because they have the bands who have holes cut in their masks so they can <laughs> blow through the trumpets and the trombones. One poor lady's got her flute shoved in the side of the mask. <laughs> and Sonny and I are literally rolling on the floor because we're like, you realize you are just like, it's, it's, it's like shooting a spit wad through a tube, right? If you shoot a spit wad out of your mouth and you go, it goes like, thoop, boom. Right. You should have spit one through a tube. It goes. Shkoom. So you got this hole in your mask and you're blowing in your trumpet. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you guys, I seriously humanity, my hope in humanity. I have not given up on you, but that's where we are. Hard to fix. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so first thing Biden does is he creates the hundred days mask challenge calling for a nationwide face mask and social distancing mandate in federal buildings, federal lands by federal employees and contractors. And I wanted to sort of, you know, sort of highlight that 
So when you hear your local people talk about Joe Biden made a federal mandate mask, so everybody has to wear a mask. No, it's only on federal property with federal employees because apparently even Joe Biden understands that he doesn't have authority to mandate masks on the people in general, Hmm. at least not yet. Because, I mean, obviously, given what they have, if he knew if he thought he had the authority to do it, you think he'd be limited to federal lands, federal buildings and federal employees. No, I don't think so. So he's also going to restructure the federal government coordination to the night to the covid-19 pandemic. He is bringing back an Obama era position called the Directorate for Global Health Security and Biodefense. Mm. Woo! Yay! We have another agency, another bureaucratic agency elected by no one that will assume an, a power over the people to police us in our health and biodefense, right? So Trump dispersed this directorate office, but they're now going to formally implement a response coordinator who will report to the president on vaccine testing and personal protective equipment production. Are you wondering maybe that Fauci is going to be that director? We are going to rejoin the World Health Organization, which the Trump organi- which the Trump administration was in the process of leaving. So guess what? More of your tax dollars going to foreign governments, foreign countries for, I, I don't know, uh, condom placement instructions in Uganda. We actually had a program for that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? They, they're like bananas and stuff to show people how to do that. We're going, uh, Biden extends eviction and foreclosure moratoriums today. And he will call on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to re-implement and extend the already defunct moratorium until at least March 31st. JC, you got a better handle on this stuff than I do. What in the world does, and, and I'm probably maybe asking a rhetorical question, but what does the Center for Disease Control and Prevention have to do with your home loans not sure but this is uh connected to federally backed loans so once again this underscores uh the control they can exert with anything connected to federal money so it's all the hud uh va and ag backed mortgages so there's 11 million of those kind of mortgages apparently but once that again, kick, that people can't be can't be kicked out for not not paying the rent. Once whatever. again, will Mortgage. the media, though, report that this is limited to HUD and ag loans? Yeah. Or are they going to run around and talk about how Biden saved everybody's mortgage because Trump threw you on the, the chopping block? Yeah, but and again, then people will stop paying their mortgages and be like, right. "What's up? You, the President Biden said you can't evict me." Yeah. So if you have a student loan, uh, you don't have to pay those back. But once again, those are the federal student loans. That's not the private student loans. So if you have a federal student loan, um, and that's just a deferment. Then they're working on the forgive loan forgiveness, right? That they want Congress to pass. Right. Um, Loan forgiveness. No, what that means is we're going to take more money from everybody else so that you don't have to correct loan forgiveness. We, we will forgive you from paying back your loans by stealing from other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that how that works? But if you've already paid your loan, right. If you paid your student loan off, uh, too bad. Yeah. No, if you've already paid your student loan back, then some then the government's going to steal from you so you can pay someone else's loan back as well. Mm-hmm. So you get to pay back more than one. Woohoo! Oh, free stuff, more promises of free stuff. More fun. So guess what? We are back in the Paris Climate Agreement. Woohoo! Um the incoming climate change czar, John Kerry, is going to be 
involved with uh, going to bring us back into the climate change arena and bind us to all those foreign laws. Guess who it doesn't bind? Who doesn't it bind? China. Yep. There you go. China. So we have to follow it, but China does not. And uh, China gained, what was it? Oh, we listened to the other day. China gained, um, I think made a five or eight year jump on the U.S. economy after the uh, virus. Yeah, we were watching that. Was That was some kind of yeah, like... So, um, I don't know. What was that? Well, that was so like, now remember, you know, Trump, President Trump was calling it China virus and was attacked, all that sort of stuff. Well, this, the State Department now uh, has evidence, lots of evidence mm-hmm. that seems to strongly suggest mm-hmm. that the virus originated uh, as a result, originated from a China lab as a result of a possible lab uh, accident. So, there's uh, there's accident. there's it, there's uh evidence that implies that they were collecting samples from bats and somebody <laughs> got infected in the lab <laughs> and uh and spread it so they're not saying yep. it's not the same thing as saying this was created in a lab but they're saying we have good evidence that it came from the lab in Wuhan, possibly as a lab accident. And then they, you know, of course, didn't tell anybody, unleashed it on the world. Um, And then they, then China, uh, Europe and America and everybody totally locked down their economy. Right. China didn't. And so China's made massive, massive economic gains during this time while the rest of the world sank. So apparently they caught, they, they made a five to eight year uh, economic gain on the United States. And now they, so they were predicting that China would uh, outstrip the U S in like 2030 something. Now I think it's like 2023 or something like that. So China got a big boost. And I think with the current administration that we have now, they'll get an even, even bigger boost as we go along. So as we rejoin the Paris climate agreement and China does not have to play along with others, I I will remind everybody that China is the biggest polluter in the world. And, uh, it's, it's funny because I guess funny, not funny, haha, but you know what I mean? Just interesting. Maybe, uh, that the countries that, that live closest to China actually know that about China. I, I love tea and I like good tea and I know that you can get really good tea at a, at Asian markets and I like the Korean Asian markets. So I go in there and, and I'm always careful to make sure that I'm not buying Chinese tea because the Chinese tea has all that toxic junk in it from China. Mm -hmm. And one day I asked, uh, one of the the shopkeepers in one of the Korean markets. And I asked her, I said, I said, I just want to make sure this is not Korean tea. I thought she was going to like Kung Fu me or something. I guess that's racist Racist. for me to say that, Mm -hmm. but I thought she was going to knock me out. She's like, we don't have Chinese tea here. And I was like, well, that's really good because I don't want Chinese tea, but I'm sorry if I've offended you. Right. She was Korean. You said she was Korean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she was very, very offended that I was making sure that her tea was not Chinese. Because she explained that there was lots of impurities. Yes. Potentially yes. in the tea is what yes. she said. Yeah. Because of the, the they're just, it's, it's a chemical waste dump there. Well, they, I have, recall, they have no stewardship at all. So we had a friend that had to strip out their whole house. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember several years ago, they had the, uh, uh, what, what, what could you say? Poisoned, uh, toxic, sheetrock. toxic. That's the word I'm looking for. Toxic, toxic, toxic sheetrock, sheetrock from China, from China that was all over, uh, homes in the United States mm-hmm. that had to be, had to be ripped out. Um, because of, you know, there's their blatant disregard mm-hmm. for things like that. So we'll be tied down to, and it's not even to say that America, you know, American industry is mm-hmm. good stewards or, or not. Because I, I think by and large, America is. Um, but yeah, the toxic gypsum. So uh, this this Paris climate 
accord i don't think is really about climate in the first place no it's a, it's a massive transfer of, of wealth uh through this carbon scam system but and it's also China if, won't be touched uh, by these things. it's also a way to make americans be controlled by foreign governments and foreign laws it's mm -hmm. a it's a transfer of authority a lack a loss of sovereignty it's the creation of legislation without representation yeah it's all of these these things that are happening and that's why it's going to be really really important guys that everybody is educated at libertyfirstuniversity.com on treaties on what treaties have to be in order to be lawful in our uh, con uh constitutionally and our founders did not want us to be bound by treaties that were unconstitutional so please go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and make sure that you understand what a real treaty is yeah one of the re one of the ways china gained was once the once the lockdowns and all that hit and and the all the um the panic and reaction they sold America and the rest of the world, all the supplies that were needed to respond mm -hmm. um, to the <laughs> mass pandemic, quote unquote, because we don't make anything. <laughs> Which I think that would, of all things, you know, people always asking me, how would our founders respond to this? What would they do? Of all things that would make our founders sort of do the whole facepalm roll their eyes thing is how dependent upon the rest of the world for goods America has become yeah. because their whole understanding of America was we're going to be, we, you know, I mean, in their day, China was the producer of everything, right? That was a funny thing. We were, they, they have China listed as an emerging market. China is the original market, guys. Everybody, all the trade routes were about going to China when they were creating all the shipping routes and everything. So we, our founders thought, look at this place. There is no limit to what we can make, no limit to what we can produce. We will be the China of the West. Yeah, and this is why we've talked about for quite some time now a, a liberty economy that yes. has to arise not only not only to not be dependent on foreign powers, but uh, to be independent from the censors and the deplatformers right. uh, and all the leftist uh, the leftist uh, mega corporations that that mm -hmm. uh, have cornered the market or that we've allowed to corner the market in so many areas. I was talking with. We were talking with our web guy today about, um, you know, uh, Amazon cloud services hosting. I mean, anything you anything you stream is pretty much on uh, Amazon Amazon cloud uh, streaming services. You have GoDaddy deplatforming people. Uh, right. AR15.com was kicked off of GoDaddy. They had to go and find another service. I think they went in Epic. And of course the mm -hmm. The word now is epic is Russian. I don't know if that if that's because they're conservative. So anything conservative is now or they're spies. just competition to Amazon. So they have to send right. out the smoke, you know, and yeah. and mirrors so you don't go there and your business doesn't flee. Right. So, right? you know, what is there a patriot out there is going to put together a server farm and a business like that? I mean, so, you know, that's one of the solutions we've talked about. I think somebody told me Dan Bongino was talking about this the other day finally uh so we've we've been saying this for over two and a half years now talking mm -hmm. about the necessity of a uh a liberty economy to get out from under the leftist control so that's one of the things you can do again we've talked about engaging i want like local and state level we've got to get plugged in back into that our states need to bone up on some nullification they're gonna have to stand against a lot of this stuff we have a ability to put up little pictures now i need you to find me a little picture that says like right up here and in, in between the two yeah. of us a Told little bit so. solution 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 yeah. so that people will notice that we're actually talking about the solutions because every episode somebody says so what's the solution and every episode we give you the solution so solution 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 liberty commerce you must get educated on states authority you must get educated on the separation of powers between the state and the federal government you must get educated on 
the duty of the states to refuse to comply with these treaties that are illegally made. And yes, the studies, the, the states have the duty, they have the power, they have the authority. They don't even have to sue the states to do that. We sort of talked about that yesterday. You don't have to sue the federal government to get back what is already yours. So we've got to get educated on these things. This is the solution. You have to get educated. Solution, solution, education, uh, organization, activation. And that's how that's going to work. Nate Bama says, do you think the labeling of conservatives as domestic terrorists is going to affect our ability to protest and hold our politicians accountable? I think that the effect that it will have is the effect that they want it to have. And it has a specific label in uh, it has a specific label in constitutional law called the chilling effect. So if you are labeled a domestic terrorist and you've seen what happened, see this whole thing about people being arrested for being in Washington, D.C. now is all optics to support that that effort to make you censor yourself, Mm -hmm. to make you not peacefully assemble to make you not petition the government for a redress of grievances. And so the biggest control is going to be you or not you, you, but I mean the general public controlling themselves. And that's going to be the most damaging thing because the bottom line is this. Okay. Do you, the bottom line is this. The federal government is really just a bunch of uh, bullies. They don't have the manpower or the resources to run around and police everybody. They rely on the local government, the sheriffs and the police to do their bidding for them. So if you have a constitutional sheriff and you stay out of D.C., then there's not going to they're not going to have the ability to censor you. So they want you to censor yourself. Nate Mama's got like a bunch of super chats out there today. Thank you, Teresa Gibson. We love educating because we are a teach show and not a talk show. So we have a group, uh, a group of men talk to here in Florida, organizing uh, a gentleman. We know organizing business leaders um, to, to, um, it, basically meet with state legislators and get protections going. Uh, so protections from potential mandatory vaccines and uh, any sort of, mm-hmm. any sort of, um, I don't know, mandates from the federal government. They have one of those in Oregon where we were too, a big group organizing yeah. the local business owners. And that's the kind of thing we need to do. Right. Right. Well, this, I mean, this is different from those that like that's sort of standing nullification type orientation this is this group in particular i think is focused on the legislative part of trying to uh, create legislation and and you know influence legislators find the legislators that would stand and, and sort of create a coalition in that nice that, that kind of focus but right. i think it's it's um what is uh sort of impactful uh, which we've talked about is, you know, the notion of building credibility and how you influence. And I think it's important because these are business leaders in the community because that's how, uh, you know, legislators think, or right? that's how you come to them. Most, most of the legislators, and I'm talking about Republicans, obviously I'm not talking about Democrats, uh, but the legislators in your state, uh, I would say a majority of them have that, have that, men- that sort of business mentality where a bulk of them don't, they don't go in necessarily for principle or stand for liberty, but mm-hmm. it's about lever, you know, leveraging the power right. of government for their own personal business interests. Um, so if you look like, you know, hey, we're we're important business people, whatever you have influence, they respond to that. Uh, so I think that's that's a good strategy that people hey. can people can think about. That you can't run in there yelling Tea Party, Thomas Jefferson. That, they don't <laughs> they they don't speak that language. You have to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. So you have to. So when you talk about business, so when businesses come business to businesses to them, 
represent money. Mm-hmm. Money represents votes, mm-hmm. right? So these are people that can influence, either support their cam- campaign with finances, uh, which then allows them to get their message out, which translates into more votes. So uh, they're more influenced by business interest than just sort of ordinary grassroots if you don't have right. have that kind of uh, kind of backing. That's how lob- that's how the business lobby works, right. lobbyists right. work. So if you combine the notion of like what we've talked about for many years, liberty lobbyists, or you're a lobbyist for liberty, but if you're a business people or a business, um, a group of business people who are those liberty lobbyists, and you sort of can speak that business language and and uh, influence in that way and still understanding and understanding the principles like like you said yeah. don't go around quoting the founders but understand the principles of private right. property of in, in free language private property yeah. and free market yep. and uh exactly. the the strangling notion of regulation i want the record reflect to jc jc what? on biden's first day i'm already gonna make somebody mad because I actually agree with something that Biden has done. And that is ending the uh, revoking the permits for the Keystone pipeline. Why in particular, not for his reason, not not. No, that's what I was about to say. Not for the reasons that Biden does, but because and I wrote a whole article about this when it was coming down and I got to be a, an, you know, I got to be a never Trumper when Trump did it. And then before then I was an you know, an whatever, an anti-business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the Keystone pipeline agreement created an inequitable relationship between our government and a foreign corporation. And what the Keystone pipeline agreement did was allowed a foreign government government. The the Keystone pipeline is a, a Canadian corporation. It allowed the Canadian corporation to exercise the power of our government in eminent domain over private property owners. And so if you want to know more about that, you've got to find my article on the Keystone Pipeline because I go through and I show you this. It was a terrible, terrible deal for private property owners who were in the the pathway of the uh, of the Keystone Pipeline. So it allowed the the Canadian company to use eminent domain to take these people's property, which means if they're going through North Dakota and it's going through your land, you actually had to sue a Canadian company in Washington, D.C. to fight for fair market value of your land when it was the Canadian company using the color of law from the federal government to take your land in the first place. So it was... I don't even know. Can you even call that crony capitalism when it's not even our local? It's not even an American corporation. Mm-hmm. So I I am happy to see. <coughs> happy to see it go away. Mm-hmm. Of course, all they but not for the reasons what, Biden what they wants side them to go. They cite all the environmental <coughs> for them. It's all about the environmental reasons. Right. Which is interesting um, because it was framed that way initially. Then the conservatives had like took the opposite reaction. Yeah. So you because yeah. the lefties were against it because of environmental reasons, then conservatives said, oh, well, we have to be for it. Well, but and here's many, yeah. many would not receive your explanation about right. handing over. Uh, governmental power to a foreign country and foreign corporation. No, Richard, I don't have the Rona. <laughs> yeah, but here's the crazy thing, too. We wrote, uh, I we wrote, our government wrote these exceptions to the permits to a foreign corporation and then kept the same environmental permits in place for American corporations. Right. There were so many things wrong with this thing. It's just not easy. It even makes you right. wonder what was what was happening under the table. Right. Who who who, else, who was really behind this? Who, and who was really benefiting? This has got to be one of 
one of my favorites that we've got going on here. Um, the human rights advancement actions to advance racial equity through the federal government. You know what that equates to JC mm -mm. ending the harmful 1776 commission. Mm. I just wanted to remind everybody what the 1776 commission uh, is actually all about. So you could see how harmful it actually is. It is about the meaning of the Declaration of Independence. It's about constitution of principles. It's about challenges to America's principle. It's about the task of national re renewal. It's all about the foundation of America, how slavery actually challenged the foundational principles, not mm. that slavery was built by America's foundational principles. Well, the next principles. four, obviously a problem. For those guys. Yeah. In, in suggesting that progressivism, fascism, communism, racism, and identity politics is a is a is a threat. That's pretty much, you know, the uh description of their agenda. Yep. Role of the family. Family is antithetical to what most of these radicals believe that right. are in power now. Right. Reverence for the laws, absolutely not. Teaching Americans about their country. Woo, that's yeah. really dangerous. Mm-hmm. See, and that's that's what they're talk about. Uh, he called they call it the dangerous. So you can know now that Biden is administration is not going to be doing anything to teach American history in reality. Yeah. This is JC. Do you That'll see the cancel culture project. becoming? Yeah, right. the sixteen nineteen mm -hmm. project. You're going to see cancel culture become the standard education in our American school systems. Yeah. You're also Biden. Also, um, we are now going to be counting non citizens for the purpose of representation in America. Mm -hmm. So, guess what, guys. People who are not citizens are going to be counted in order to determine representation in America. So you're going to see redistricting and you might even see something, JC, we haven't seen since 1922. We might actually see Congress talk about increasing the number of representatives in the House of Representatives to be more appropriate to the populations. Remember in 1922, they poo-pooed that, said we're not going to be uh, renumbering the House of Representatives anymore. It will get too big. But now that we are going to be counting immigrants, non-citizens, I won't say immigrants, now they're going to be counting non-citizens. Guess what, guys? Watch that come down the pipeline that we actually need more representatives in the house to represent the states who have all of these uh, non-citizens. And how in the world are you going to even count that? You only have a census once every 10 years. Non-citizens come and go like every 90 days. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing is just a complete scam. And then to sort of end, you know, ended up, you've got the whole dreamers thing and all that, that other stuff that's, that's going on. Thank you, Katie Boggs. Katie Boggs is the beautiful lady that sent me the makeup and we're going to talk about her product on the show as soon as I get some information on that. So we're, I, I want to give her credit because I use it all the time and I love it. So uh, Katie is the supplier. If you want to know about the makeup that she offers, you can. she's in the chat room now so you can talk to her. Finally, JC, the thing that we wanted to talk about is this headline right here from Vox, by the way. You can actually expect this from mainstream media as well. Supreme Court hands down its first anti-abortion decision of the Amy Coney Barrett era. Goodness gracious, she is like the most powerful woman walking the face of the <laughs> earth. She ought to be, you know, I tell you what, Kamala Harris is, is one of the most arrogant people I have seen in a very long time in government. I think Kamala Harris gives Donald Trump a run for her, his money when it comes to actual self-love and arrogance. 
and 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 she way surpasses Barack you Obama. Trump was arrogant? Uh, no, I think Trump loved Trump a lot. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know about arrogance, but the self love thing, yeah. right? Um, but uh, Kamala Harris has the self love, and she plus the arrogance. Plus the arrogance. <laughs> she even override. She she is has an arrogance higher than Barack Obama. So she has more self-love than Donald Trump, and she has more arrogance than Barack Obama. God help us when she becomes um, when she becomes the president of the United States. Ice, but if I were, Ice, we haven't determined that yet. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, when if if I were Kamala Harris, built with her persona, I would be all incensed at the power that that the media gives Amy Coney Barrett because I'd be like, she ain't all that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, sure. Because now she's this most powerful person on the planet. So this seemed, she's like three seem like grasping for straws. Six me. months on the Supreme Court. And now it's her Supreme Court. Yeah. She's not even the chief justice. Right. Right. No, this is this is actually what I wanted to point out for this is this is actually the media watch this now everything that the supreme court does is going to be amplified because remember we have an administration that wants to pack the supreme court mm. so everything gotcha. that gotcha. you see from the supreme court now is going to be magnified by exponentially by hundredfold as the most evil, terrible, threatening thing you'll ever see. AKA lies and fake news. Lies and fake news, manipulation. So did, did the Supreme Court hand down an anti-abortion decision? Um, Actually, no, the Supreme Court did not hand down an anti-abortion decision. Once again, it's, you know, it's crazy, JC. It's the exact same thing you always see, whether it's conservative media or not okay oh sorry that was the wrong one if it whether it's conservative media or not it's the exact same thing it's talk about what the supreme court is doing and lie about what it really is i'm going to go ahead and make that bigger so people can see it so what you have once again jc this is what we call an interlocutory ruling this is or are holding because they don't issue rulings. This is just simply the Supreme Court saying the injunction that was applied by the lower court stands. So what happened here is you have this abortion drug. And the FDA says this drug is too dangerous to give out online. People have to come in, get an examination from a doctor, and then the doctor has to personally hand the subscription to the woman, and then she can go get it filled, right? So the whole premise of the FDA is that you can't issue this drug without a personal medical examination because it's too dangerous to the woman's health. Now, the organization that's here, the... Uh, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists filed a lawsuit against the FDA because they said COVID makes it impossible for people to go in and get a doctor appointment. So you're giving their 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 rationalization is, OK, you're telling the federal government is telling everybody to do online medical examinations. And these doctors are are diagnosing and sending out prescriptions. What is wrong with me? <coughs> uh, for really dangerous opiates and stuff. They don't have to come for that. But you're going to make us come in for this, which is too restrictive on the whole process. And well, but, so, but that was already the law. Right. And this particular case was about the, the temporary suspension of those requirements doing during COVID. Right. Which is what the court says. Right. This is not a question about right. abortion. This is a question of about the law, about the law of, right. of, of, of the requirements to get a prescription. Cause what happened was they said temporarily <laughs> under, under the COVID stuff. Right. We're going to, we're going to set aside some requirements. 
And then I guess at some point they said, all right, we've moved past this. Mm -hmm. We're reinstating the requirements. And then all of a sudden these guys sued saying, oh, you're you're restricting a person's right to an abortion. Well, but they didn't reinstate all of the restrictions, just part of them. So you still can issue prescription for things that the FDA originally said you have to be in-person examinations. Mm -hmm. So the argument is if you'll let them do the in-person examinations for for these particular things, or the the e-examinations, the online examinations for these things, which are normally restricted, but you won't for this, then that's not fair. Right. And so it's about the law. And you're exactly right. It's not about covid. It's about the law. Not about abortion. And it's not about abortion. It's about the FDA saying, okay, this drug is too dangerous to administer without an in present examination. So the FDA says, no, you can't do that. And so what you have is uh, Roberts. Gorsuch, you have um, uh, uh, um, Barrett and what's the other guy's name? Begins with a K. Kavanaugh. <laughs> Kavanaugh, right? So you have a a five to four court again, uh, finding that this is not about abortion. This is about the FDA laws. And the FDA having the authority. Here's the thing we need to understand, because the Supreme Court is very deferential to executive agencies making their own rules. And what we have is the FDA saying this is our law and we're going to stick to it. And so then the doctors are saying, hey, you need to overturn the FDA's opinion in this, their application of their rules. And the Supreme Court historically does not do that. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to even Scalia. Scalia wouldn't undo EPA rules. Right. So this is where we are. This is not about abortion. And it's not even really about covid. It is about the federal, about the courts deferring to the executive agencies. It is about the executive agency rules staying in place. And so once again, they're lying to us. All right. So this is not a dispositive thing and it's not about abortion. It's about FDA rules. That's what it's about. So thank you. So fake headline. So it is a from box. It's it's absolutely a fake headline, but you're going to see this everywhere. Thank you, Dragon's Talon, for your super chat. Got several super That's chats coming in today. So she's the new boogeyman. Who is? Oh, yeah. Amy Coleman Barrett. So Trump's gone. So she's the new boogeyman. But she has more power as a boogeyman, right? Because remember, the objective is to stack promote, the Supreme Court. court packing. Right. Right. Promote court packing. So she's a very, very powerful boogeyman in this day. So you right? can build they're they're trying to build this false narrative of mm-hmm. oh, look what she's doing. This court is out of control. Look mm-hmm. what Trump did. Right, right. No, and that's it too, because you're gonna have to incorporate the Trump hate mm-hmm. with the boogeyman Barrett. Right. And it's look what Trump and did to the up. Supreme Court. Trump put yeah. three. We should be able to put three on two. And they so we up. need three more justices. Right. And stir up their pro-abortion base. Right. Exactly. Right. Because it's all about you. Yeah. So there'll be uh, something mm-hmm. to watch. So tactic. Mark your words there. Told you so. Told you so. Barrett is the boogeyman that will usher in the argument to pack the court. And we have, we told you back when Trump was president, there were several cases coming up. There are going to be gun control cases coming up. There are going to be this case uh, on abortion. There are other abortion issues that are going to be coming up before the Supreme Court. And every time that happens, watch for the inflammatory headlines and remember to read the cases yourself because that's where you will find the truth. All right. Almost too much to talk about. Yeah, almost. But we didn't even scratch the surface of everything that, that's happening. You know, usually the first hundred days is 
is is hard mm-hmm. to keep up with. There, there's going to be a lot happening. So maybe well, we'll I'm, try to keep an eagle eye out and catalog these things and keep you aware of what's going on while we're focused on trying to take back our state and local governments. State and local governments. We're going to be talking about state and local governments a lot this year. So send us your news stories and your bills and your stuff so we can see what's going on in your state and local. Excuse me. I am actually going to be teaching tomorrow. Uh, on the other side of the state. So JC is doesn't know it, but tomorrow JC will be doing the show all by himself. All righty. And so you guys won't see me tomorrow, but uh, I'll be watching with you as we come home from our event. And we're uh, hope you'll be happy to join us. We're always happy to be with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And JC, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.